find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Set. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And pets are part of that for me. And they're sometimes frustrating too, right? We we have two cats and a dog in our household now, and I've always lived with an animal, one animal or another. Years ago, when I first moved out on my own after college, I had a black cat named Boo, and he was a very strong personality, and I understood him like no other creature since then. I felt he understood me. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but I am not exaggerating here. I had a connection to that animal that I've not had with many other beings on this planet. He was unruly, he didn't follow the rules, he was demanding, he had major health conditions that cost me a lot of money to treat, but it never seemed to bother him at all. And I have some interesting experiences with him. He wasn't very close to many people, so when I started dating Mr. J, who later became my husband, that took some time for Boo to get used to a, a guy around the house, another guy around the house. And for one, for our first Valentine's Day together, Mr. J gave me a gemstone. It, it was a significant gift because it wasn't in a ring and he knew I wasn't ready for that, but he gave me the stone for future use, he called it. So it was symbolic and significant and it came in this beautiful little disc shaped case. And after I opened it, I left it in that case in a basket on the table near the flowers he'd also brought me for Valentine's Day. And then we went out for the night. We went out to dinner. We came back a couple hours later and nothing on the table was disrupted or touched except for the gem gem inside that case. The case was gone and so was the stone in it. We looked everywhere for two hours. I'm not kidding. It was expensive gift that he'd given me. It was stressful for him and for me. It was our first Valentine's together and and I knew it meant something to him. So after looking everywhere, we moved furniture, we moved appliances, we looked everywhere. I went into the bedroom and I was just kind of stressed and Boo the cat came in with me and he got up on the bed and he was rubbing up against me. And 
I just said out loud, I said, boo, I have got to find that stone. It's really important. You don't need to worry. I, you know, there's room for all of us here, and but I really need to find that stone. And I just was kind of talking out loud. And boo took off immediately. And I followed out a couple minutes later. And boo was laying on the linoleum in the kitchen with his paw completely stretched out under the fridge all the way up to his neck. So his head was nearly under the fridge. And he popped that pot out and the case with the gemstone in it popped out. And it was a moment for me and it changed how I've thought about everything since. I'm not kidding because I knew I felt that connection to the cat, but I felt we understood each other in an interesting and fun and deep way. And I feel that since he's been gone for years now. I believe in the transformational power of our relationships with animals and of animals. I think learning how to live together and share this experience together can be very enriching. And that's what we're going to talk about today with Lynn McKenzie. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Polly. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I was telling you before the show, I love this book, Bark, Nay, Meow, Awaken to the Transformative Wisdom of Your Companion Animal to Activate Your Soul's Highest Calling. What do you think about my story about Boo? Do you see that kind of thing happening with animals and people in our connection? Yes, and all ver every version of it that you can imagine. You know, the connections are so different between each individual and each animal, but they're so amazing. And I've just, I've seen and heard almost anything that can happen <laughs> between, and I was chuckling to myself because I thought, you know, it was like your cat's way of exerting his, uh, his, his, opinion, power. <laughs> his opinion over what he thought about that gemstone. We had lots of conversations, Boo and I. Lynn McKenzie is an animal intuitive. Is that the way I should say it? Um, I, you know, and animal intuition and healing, I guess. Yeah. And as I mentioned, her new book, Bark Name Meow, Awaken to the Transformative Wisdom of Your Companion Animal to Activate Your Soul's Highest Calling. And the book is filled with stories like the one I shared with Boo and even more dramatic ones. In fact, you have several of your own. You write about your horse, Jasmine. Yeah, I actually write about three of my transformative animals, but Jasmine was the first one. And she came into my life when I was about 15. And, um, you know, it was, it was, I didn't know anything then about communicating with animals, like formally. I, I mean, no one had actually said the words out loud to me. I was born connected to animals and loving animals and wanting to understand them and be with them. But Jasmine came along and, you know, my, my writing instructor basically got her from a horse dealer and I think the reason she was chosen for me is because when he came along with this truck this flatbed truck kind of thing she was closest to the back when he opened the door I mean he jammed them in like sardines it was it was no no way to get a horse for, mm. for your first horse but anyhow she we, we she was very wild and you know she was um pretty much untamed and had a mind of her own but we ended up forming this amazing bond and I learned so much from her and it really I believe it uh, I believe that I really learned how to communicate with animals in a in a deeper way through Jasmine and and through through horses in general because horses the communication 
in a horse herd is like wind through through the herd you know it's like a wind just blows through the herd and all the herd all of the herd is you know running if there's danger or whatever the case may be so i learned that from her and it was like a very magical time in my life and i think it set the stage for the rest of my life but you went the practical route. You even call it that. You got a practical job, right? You were in real yes. estate. How yes. does one yeah. move from real estate <laughs> to become an expert in the animal intuitive healing field? Yeah. Well, funny enough, even before real estate, I worked in the insurance industry, oh. in the investments. <laughs> I mean, I was like, <laughs> my tr my education is in accounting and finance, which is kind of hilarious. But anyhow, um, you know, I when I was in real estate, I I was in real estate for eighteen years, and I had I was doing really well, and it was. It was a nice career in many ways because you had some freedom and you weren't stuck behind a desk, which is one of the things I like. But on the other hand, you kind of are at the mercy of, you know, if you choose a weekend away, you're you're definitely going to have, you know, five offers that weekend and everything. Your clients are going to be upset. And I mean, you could it just never worked out what very well. And I felt within that there was something more. So I used the, the funds that I earned in real estate to to fund my um, my my training. So I ended up knowing there was something more. I first took a spiritual psychotherapy training program, and that was about three years. And then I got very interested in the energetics and I took every like very advanced energetics for the time. This was the early 90s and late 80s, early 90s. And I really I was fascinated by it. So you know, then through one of my courses, I heard about this animal communication course, and I took that course as well. And I had a life changing experience in that training um, with with who is now my spirit guide, Lucero. It's an Andalusian stallion. He's he's on uh, he's crossed over, but he's still in touch. And um, anyhow, I. I went after I took this training and then I went flew down to Marin County to take some training with Penelope Smith, who's the pioneer in the field. And my business just took off. I was trying to start a practice for humans. But when I did this, my business just took took on a life of its own. And the rest was history. Who knew who knew way back when that this would be my career, but it has been for almost 30 years now. Yeah. And you've worked with thousands of people and I'm curious, are there skeptics out there or are we just attuned to the animal world now? You know, I would say that there are probably skeptics out there. You know, most of them don't really come to me, obviously, yeah, but right. I'm sure there are. I mean, I've I've seen people post on on, you know, my Facebook page or something. What a load of crap or, you know, blah, 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 whatever, <laughs> you know, and mm -hmm. I'm you know, my honestly, I tend to work mostly with people who are believers because there's enough of them. And, you know, I know some people's role in life is to convert skeptics. I, I don't think that's my job. <laughs> you know, that's not where I think I shine the best. So I work with people who are who already feel connected, have a connection, know that animals are part of their spiritual growth and personal development and way more than just pets, you know, so, sure. so, you know, I, but I will say that in the time I've been doing this, the, the thoughts about this have almost done a 180, you know, like, I think there's way more people who really understand that there's more to this as you know, at, there's, there's, there's over 21 pretty amazing stories in my book. And probably I haven't ever counted how many, but there's at least 21. I know that there's probably more like 30. Um, but, you know, they are all 
very different, very unique, and show us the roles that animals you know, play in our lives and how they help us and how we can help them and that mutual symbiosis of just, I, I think it's magic and I think it's part of our soul's evolution. I, I love the stories in the book. And when you say they're all different, absolutely. And you write in the book that animals and our shared relationships with them can serve, they serve as healers, companions, teachers, catalysts. Take me through a couple of those. What does a catalyst animal look like? How would that show up in our life? And how do we know what what kind of relationship we're having with our right. animals? And animals can play various roles. So I write about Jiggs in chapter four, and I, I write about him. He's, he was my golden retriever who came to me in 1993. And he's the one who really, I believe, was the, was the instigator or the triggerer of my, of my new career. Um, and he really was a catalyst. I, I, you know, I chose to put him in the uh, in a different section of the book. I mean, he played a number of different roles in my life and still does, even though he's passed on. But, you know, it was like I had him as a teacher, um, which he did teach me so much, but he was also a catalyst for my new career. I mean, when I got Jigs, this nine-week-old golden retriever, I had no clue in the world that I was even thinking about a career change. I had, you know, I had always been very tuned into the the psychic world and the healing world. And I, I went to alternative doctors for myself. But back then in Toronto, where I lived at the time, there wasn't even really there was one holistic vet, you know, to speak of. And there wasn't very many in Canada at the time. You know, that was now there's lots and that's wonderful. But he was a catalyst because he actually, he actually, I believe it was him that got me to go to my animal um, communication training programs. I believe it was him that helped me um, morph the modalities for humans that I was trained into for animals. I believe that he really is the one who had me leave my job, move to Arizona of all, you know, of all places for a Canadian and start my career in full. Because once, you know, once I was in, I, I, you know, I'm here on a visa and once I was here, you know, that's that's all I could do. Real estate was a thing of the past for me at that point in time. And my visa is for this business. So, uh, you know, he, my life just changed so much. Like I wouldn't, if someone had told me this was going to happen, I wouldn't have believed them, <laughs> you know, but he, he was the catalyst for that. And our animals are catalysts for so many things. That's just one example. And you think we can all access this, this kind of relationship as a healer or a companion. You think they're there for us too. Yes, I believe that in, in really paying attention to the animals on a, on a deep level, um, and, you know, I think we all have different paths and different gifts, but I think in paying attention to the animals, we can learn what the path is for ourselves and what our gifts are, and I call them our divine gifts, how, how, how we can bring them forward in a way that's going to be very authentic to us at a soul level, because I believe they are connected to who we are at a soul level and our soul's divine mission, as I call it, which is the highest expression of our soul in this incarnation. So how can we hear or experience, how can we connect to our animals that way? You know, the, the first thing is to really 
believe, number one, that we can, that's huge, set a very strong intention that that's what we want to do. As with anything else, our intention makes a huge difference. And then really pay attention, really tune in, pay attention. You know, some of the I, I work a lot in my, with my students because my, my main career now is training others in this work. And I work a lot with them on preparing themselves for the for this work. So really, um, because if we're not hearing them, it's not usually because they're not you know, sending us information. And it's not always words either. I just want to do a sidebar here saying it could be words, it could be pictures, it could be sounds, colors, impressions, thoughts, um, you name it, it can go, it's not always just words. Um, you know, as in your case, your cat didn't directly speak to you, but spoke to you in, in with yeah. through his actions, you know. So, um, so I'm really big on preparing ourselves for this and there's a lot of work being grounded being centered um clear you know quieting our minds you know we all have this monkey mind that can sort of take over we are we we as humans have a hard time living in the present moment. So taking some of the lessons that animals can teach us. And I have some of that on my blog of course and I have many of them in my in my book. But finding a way to get to the place where we can do it and then setting the attention and and focusing on them paying attention to them asking them to give us messages maybe not in that very moment if we're not able to receive it but asking them to make sure we receive this me that message from them in the next couple of days you know i've even had you know situations where I'm asking for a message from an animal and it could come through on a bumper sticker in the car in front of me three days later while I'm driving. But you know, not that only one car has a bumper sticker, but there's one and you read it and you go, oh my gosh, that's from Jigs or you know, that's a sign from Jigs and Spirit or um, formations in the clouds or whatever it is, it could come in so many ways. It's so so many people are looking for those words, but I, I want to um, encourage people to open their minds to any kind of sign, sing, symbol, synchronicity, words, song, whatever it is, besides the communication that you are hoping for to come in, you know, the English language, if you speak English, um, and just have gratitude for what you receive. And, you know, this can also be from nature, you know, from animals, from nature, whatever. And, and that gratitude for what you receive starts to open and expand so that you can um, receive more, you know, I call it on demand or at will, you know, so it's not just a random thing. So you can actually have a conversation. So this doesn't necessarily have to be uh, around an animal we live with, we can tune into that natural world in a variety of ways it mm -hmm. sounds like yeah okay. you might get a message from somebody else's dog at the park you know my i believe in boundaries and i don't run up to people and say hey your dog told me this unless your <laughs> dog, the dog was frantically saying could you please tell him this you know and then i would say hey you know i have a message from your dog i know that sounds weird but um are you uh are you open, you know, mm -hmm. are, are you open to hearing about it? But I'm, I'm really one that believes that, you know, go where you're asked to go. There's so many people who want this, that you don't have to be intruding in people's lives who aren't interested. What do the animals need from us? You know, mostly from us, obviously good care, um, you know, uh, 
obviously um, good care, you know, um, the more the more healed whole and centered and grounded we can be the better their lives with us is you know I, I you know sometimes you'll hear people like i've had the odd person not many but the odd person call me and go my dog is like this 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 and this and does this 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 and this and i'd like you to tell him to stop it and i'm going well just try that with your husband or kids and see how well that works <laughs> it's a it's a relationship you know and sometimes what they're doing is for to really tell us important things that we even need to know about ourselves. Like in my book, there's a Doberman who, who, who can tell if, if um, she's a, she's a past client of mine, if, if her moles were cancerous, you know, I mean, so, so if she had have ignored his, you know, his interest in a particular mole and she was someone who, who had a lot of moles and always grew more and only the odd one would be cancerous, you know? So if she ignored him that he, like he could have saved her life, you know, just health wise and, and, and animals do all kinds. That's just one random example, but they need that, but they need, um, they need, they want us to be more connected to at a spiritual level you know and i believe animals are the catalyst for us they are the they are the way we can transform but i i also want to just preface like or with i want to um not even thinking of the right word but i i want to say that um it's like if you're not an animal lover I don't think your path to spiritual growth and personal development is through animals. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I, 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 there's other, there's other means I'm sure, but I know for animal lovers, this is the way it is. And I mean, they're not going to miss the boat if they don't love animals, but I, I can't even imagine not loving animals. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't even have anybody in my world that feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing considering the work you do. huh? Yeah. <laughs> what is a spirit animal or, a guide and how can we connect with ours do we all have one so i believe we all have many i, mm. I when I, what my teachings are all about have, uh, you know connecting in with your healing team and i teach my students how to discover it's a process but i feel like we have many guides many helpers many you know animal totems spirit animals whatever you want to call them um and we have different ones for different things so in my training i always do a little uh, a little semi reading for each person who enters my training to to um, to introduce them to that one being the energy of like deer or elephant or dolphin or eagle or whatever it is that wants to come forth to help them with this training specifically but we have so many of them and all we have to do is really again believe it start to acknowledge it be open listen um and you know i have many many processes in the book that will help people to meet meet their guides meet their animal totem etc but you know sometimes many of you who are listening will probably know that you're really connected like i had one friend who when i met her she was so connected to owls and owl was definitely her totem you know and then other people don't even think about owls and love horses or or whatever but there's we all have many and they are amazing benevolent beings just waiting to help us and and help us develop and they so, truly are there to guide us that to 100%, show us 100 percent what what do you want people to know about this work and about our connection to animals that maybe we don't think about a lot 
Well, I believe it's our birthright and I believe everyone can do it. There's different pathways to do it. When I teach, I help people go through their own individual pathway so that they have more success um, because our, our, our way in can be different for each of us. But I believe it, like, as I said, it's our birthright. I believe that it opens um, us to so much more um, wonderful joy, potential um, growth in our lives. I mean, my life changed so much as a result of this. And, you know, I'm a pretty happy person. And I see people in this world who are you know, hate their jobs or hate their relationships or, you know, they're going through things. They, they're not in a happy place. And I can say that my life has been more, way more magical. That's a word I like to use. Um, my, my tagline is actually awaken to your magic. And I believe that's what this work does. It helps us awaken to our magic. And the animals just have amazing gifts to share with us and they have amazing potential to help us develop our own psychic intuitive healing gifts or whatever other gifts are, are waiting for us to um, to embrace. That's great. I love that notion of awaking to magic. I think there's so much we don't fully understand or utilize in the universe around us that when we can learn about uh, different paths like this, um, it, it things fall into place for us and, and help us expand our life and, and hopefully the experiences of those around us. So I appreciate this work. Lynn McKenzie, author of Bark, Nay, Meow, Awaken to the Transformative Wisdom of Your Companion Animal to Activate Your Soul's Highest Calling. Where can we find more about your work, Lynn? So my website is lynnmckenzie.com and I have a free training. The link over on the, I mean, the tab over on the top right is a free training link where you get a free training and an invite to an animal communication and energy healing webinar. And um, I'm on YouTube under Lynn McKenzie. I think it says animal energy healer or something along those lines. I'm on Facebook under animal alchemy. Um, Check out Lynn's work on our website and check out our newest book, Bark, Nay, Meow. And today, simply start by tuning in to the animals in your life, even if you don't have one in your household. What kind of creatures do you run across in pictures or in the sky or outdoors when you're wandering around? And what kind of guides and messages do they hold for you? That transformative connection between us and the natural world can be powerful. And you can find out more about me and my work at polycampbell.com, my newest book, You Recharged, also talks about living with vitality and engaging and expanding into life. And I think all this can be a part of it, a part of elevating our energy. So thank you for listening today. Tap into the natural world look at the connections we have in the universe. And when we do that, I think we will all live well, do good and be happy. Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. 
Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Hour.